We're back and we're talking to R.J. Hallman from FAIR, Federation for American Immigration Reform. R.J., you guys reported on a story of uh, uh, Juan Antonio Perez, who owned a construction company that operated in Georgia. He's been uh, indicted by the federal government, and uh, that indictment came down in May. Tell us about this guy. Yeah, this is a this is a double problem of what we have here with an illegal workforce. This was a, this was a gentleman who was here illegally and then accumulated his wealth from hiring other illegal aliens as employees. He showed little fear of federal law enforcement, and and that's really a problem right now as well. Is when people, when it comes to actually checking a work site, I think there were only ten employers who were busted last year around, and and you know employers who who violate federal law to give them an unfair advantage. I mean, it's they're letting down the American worker, and, and by not cracking down on these people in a more widespread fashion, the, the, the uh, federal government's letting them down as well. And, and listen, you know, American jobs will always entice illegal aliens to break our laws and come to the country, but it all comes down to something like mandatory E-Verify and harsh penalties to make sure that illegal aliens aren't taking American jobs and an illegal alien isn't giving American jobs to illegal aliens. If that happens, there's going to be higher pay, more jobs for American, and then illegal aliens who are either hiring other illegal aliens or working for an American employer will self-deport at no cost to taxpayers, and it will be better for everybody at a great deal for all Americans down the line. But this is an example of if you don't get your hands around this problem, mm -hmm. you don't have E-Verify, you don't actually know who's in this country, what this guy was doing was he was actually exploiting his own. No, not, absolutely. Not paying them adequate wages, actually stealing from them, stealing from everybody. No, it'll happen to any illegal alien who works for an illegal alien or works for an American worker. And, and again, it's not uncommon for illegal aliens to profit at the expense of Americans. I mean, this may be an extreme case, but again, this kind of thing happens every single day, and it won't stop until the federal government does something, starts cracking down on illegal aliens already within our borders, and does mandatory verify. Now, it's only been done at a handful of states, and even Georgia has some kind of state-level law, but in order for something to actually make a difference to businesses across the country, the federal government needs to act. And again, you know, E-Verify would be something as part of any broader immigration deal. But again, as you mentioned, with how Democrats are in the House and, and how, thing, how extreme you know, one party is on this issue and how far both are apart, I mean, it, the thought of E-Verify becoming law, I mean, the odds are so slim. Things like this will keep happening. And I guarantee you, there are many other cases that we aren't even aware of because, again, but, the agencies under DHS and the federal government as a whole does not do enough when it comes down to cracking on employers of illegal aliens. But this guy was in big business. He sets up a construction company. He hires 200 illegal aliens. Mm -hmm. He does not pay the prevailing wage. He pays no payroll taxes, no Social Security taxes, does not have workman's comp and goes and competes against yeah. other construction companies basically running this black market business. Now, no, he, no, I, now he, yeah, takes, I mean, he takes care of himself because he's got 50 high-priced sports cars that he buys for himself and lives in a 7,500-square-foot mansion in Georgia. And this is just example. one example, I mean, right. you know, of how this brings about an unfair practice to the law-abiding citizen-owned construction companies in this in this country trying to eke out a living 
as well as the citizen employees trying to eke out a living. Uh, and, th- and he's just taking all of these benefits. And, and as you said, we don't have the level of intrusion and oversight, regulatory and, and enforcement dealing with these issues. We know that this has gone on around the, throughout the country. Yeah, again, this is just a mini example. And I mean, it was clearly affecting other local businesses. But I mean, this is, again, just a minor example of a national problem. The average construction worker in Georgia earns about 13 an hour. That's 11% lower than the national average. But again, you got to look at this at this industry thing. This is an example of something that goes on across the country, especially in California and many other states. And again, there are a lot of American workers who work in the construction industry as well. A lot of them would make up to sometimes $40 an hour. But when companies know that without anybody cracking down on them, they can hire somebody for 10, 15, 20, why hire those American workers who have worked in construction for decades. Again, until the federal government does something, both through how they prioritize their enforcement and then actual national policies. Listen, companies have no reason to oppose E-Verify anymore. There's a form to do it right now. It's a paper form. We want to make it electronic. The federal government can make this thing so easy, you can check that worker in about eight seconds. It'll take a second, and it'll also protect American jobs. But again, this is something that needs to become a priority of the Trump administration. It's something we fight for here in D.C. every day and make sure that in any immigration debate, in any deal, E-Verify is like the holy grail of reforms out there. It is truly how you turn off the magnet for illegal immigration. Illegal immigration is all for economic purposes. Don't let the media fool you that everybody comes up here you know, to seek a better life just because they're getting oppressed or crime rates or things like that. A lot of people are coming up here because they know they can work. And I don't fault them for that. I get it. We're the greatest country in the world. I Absolutely. Un- I, un- I understand that. But we can't be all things to all people all the time. And there's, no, a, there's, there's a balance of interest, and there's an ordered and structured way in which to do this. That's the immigration structure that we have. And after listening to the night before last and last night, they want no structure. We would give this guy a traffic ticket. Basically, yeah, and he absolutely. would be he would be on a pathway to citizenship. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, if Democrats come in, that's what's going to happen. Actually, he would have already been a citizen, and <laughs> you know, and he would have, he would have probably just continued in this practice as a citizen. And, Correct. You know, I, I mean, I just I, I I don't get where they're going with, with this. I just it, it's hard for me to get my head and and arms around um, this issue. Uh, the more I look into it, the, the more depressed I get about trying to square up what it is that they're exactly saying. Uh, and, you know, and then they talking about, night before last, the Marshall Plan in the Triangle countries, that we need to go down there and institute the Marshall Plan and go pump millions upon millions upon millions of dollars in those countries to try and suppress their desire to come to our country. No, we can do something to suppress their desire to come to our country that won't cost the American taxpayer a dime. You close our asylum loopholes. You amend the Trafficking Victims Protection Reauthorization Act. You know, we can deport you know children and family units that come here from contiguous countries. If you're a child and you come up here from Mexico because you know you have an illegal alien parent here in the country, we can deport you immediately. If you come from Canada, you can do the same thing. But if you come from a non-contiguous country, such as a country in Central America, you can't be returned. And then we have other things where we can't detain people families and stuff for long periods of time, why their cases 
are carried out, and then they just disappear into the interior of the country. There's just small statutory tweaks that we could make tomorrow. The president could sign it, and it would turn off the, the flow of people coming up here. People would know that they can't cross our border and get released in, into the interior of the country and never to be heard from again. And, and not for your comment, but just another observation. And then last night, a new revelation. No longer will there be deportations. So there it is. You're here. It is. Can't can't uh, follow any of the rules of the laws of this country any longer. R.J. Hellman, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate Thanks, your time. Have a great weekend.